This journey of life is paved with ebbs and flows, many highs and lows. We often trip over stumbling blocks that seem almost impassable. And as a result, we blaze trails creating our own paths, never pausing long enough to recognize that we were never meant to do it alone. Welcome to the Surrendered Walk Podcast. Hello, Surrendered Walk family. Here we are again. Another podcast episode. Episode 8. There's so much happening. So much I want to tell you. Updates for blood work. Areas of weariness. a steadfast heart let's talk about it I pray that your week has been blessed and that as you embark on a new week that God just shows up for you in ways that you could not have imagined I'm sitting in my car recording today because I just feel comfortable here And as I mull over the past week and all of its occurrences, I can't help but give God honor and glory and praise as he deserves. After three months of waiting, I finally was able to go in and see my endocrinologist this week. And... Guys, we have to pay attention when our doctors speak to us. They're important because they can see inside our bodies. But they don't always have the best interest, your best interest at heart. Today's episode, it might seem a little all over the place, but it's just updates and and Mo's musings, you know, just the things that I think about as I'm going through this journey. More and more, as I walk through cancer, it looks bad. More and more, as I walk through separation, it looks bad. But more and more, as I depend and lean on God, it looks amazing. (laughs) And I know that's a little bit confusing, but that's my reality. So I went to the endocrinologist this week and she re-prescribed methimazole for me to take. We did new blood work because the last time I did blood work prior to December was six years ago when I was first diagnosed with hyperthyroidism. So we had to do new blood work one from December and then we needed something to compare to all the way back six years ago and rightfully so right so I did the blood work and she just kept 
commenting on how tiny I was. And guys, I'm tiny. Not so much because I believe my thyroid is still majorly overactive, but I'm on a 30-day fast detox. No food. That's a major way to be tiny, if I do say so myself. So those, I believe, pieces going through a 30-day detox, or that piece, is why I'm tiny, tinier than she expected. But she kept commenting on it, and um, in case you guys didn't know, I don't ever plan to take chemo. Uh, I'm doing this the natural way, God's way. And so I told them at the hospitals that I'm going to freeze treatment just because I didn't want the back and forth and the hassle and the harassment. But in hindsight, I should have just said it right then because it is what it is. I'm not going to change my mind and go back and say, never mind, I'm going to take the chemo. So why am I leaving it open? Pay attention to when you do things like that. Take a stand. It's not easy, but go forward in faith and just do it. So anyway, we talked about the fact that she wanted to, in the end, kill my thyroid and put me on medication for the rest of my life. So I listened attentively. I asked questions and I left. I got a phone call the next morning from her in which she pretty much begged me to go and take chemo and not to delay the process because the treatment for the thyroid and the treatment for cancer can happen at the same time. This from a person who was just really alarmed by how tiny I am. Be honest with me and tell me if that's care. I don't think so. But I don't want to be judgy. I believe she sincerely cares based on the knowledge that she has or she thinks it's caring based on the knowledge that she has. Long story short, that that following day after she called me, my blood work results came back and the nurse called and told me that two of the three things that everybody was majorly concerned about, including myself, were normal. Yes, normal. At that moment, guys, my heart, my heart relaxed because I was at the point where I was losing hope because my faith started to waver. Our faith will waver. Just because we're surrendered doesn't mean that we're going to always see the upside of things because we go back to self every once in a while. Self doesn't see any results, so self starts to panic. But faith is not what we see. So I had to keep trying to talk that into myself, speak life to myself, remind myself of God's word. And I was wavering. But God saw that I needed a pickup 
and he sent the good news showing me, hey, stay the course. You're doing, you're doing what I asked you to do, so I'm going to help you. And he gave me the good news of good, positive blood work and reversal of things in my body. His way works. It does. And it works well. So that was very encouraging on that end. And the enemy kept coming in, but the tumor is still big and all the things. Yeah, the tumor is still big. And I don't see anything happening with it. But it's okay. It's okay. I didn't see my thyroid numbers reversing. But they told me that they are. They are reversed. And they're normal again. So I can take hope in the fact that just because I don't see anything happening, it doesn't mean that it's not. In my marriage... It just seems like this separation is finalizing more and more every day. And it, it, it just baffles me. I'm confused if I allow myself to think about it. And so I have to put it aside and it's not easy to try and captive, take captive your thoughts over an area that has such an impact on you. I can't manage marriage, demise, and cancer at the same time, guys. So I have to pick. God said cancer is what you're going to focus on. And it's so difficult to try and keep my mind stayed on that. So I have to surrender it every day to him. You know, I, you guys hear me talk about surrendering everything all the time. But if we don't, guys, we will lose our ever-loving minds. Surrendering humbles you in a way that nothing else can. Because it's, it's the reality that you have no control. Nothing that you do can fix your situation unless God says it's going to be fixed. That's a harsh reality, but it's such a comforting one at the same time. I just find that God's way hits you hard, but comforts you. It's a weird, weird dynamic, but that's what happens. That's how I see it. Surrendering allows you to end up with a steadfast heart. Your focus becomes more aligned on God. You depend heavily on him because you know that you have no power without him. You know, I was reading the story of Mary and how when the angel came to her, Mary's only response was a question, not why, not when, not what, not who, me, <laughs> but instead, how is this going to be possible since I've never been with a man? <sighs> that made me pause for a second because of all the questions 
I have a how as well. God, how do you expect me to not think about the demise of my marriage when all I want is to have someone here to go through this experience with me, to help me in moments where I don't feel like I can help myself. And God just says, trust me. In the story, when Mary asked the question, the Holy Spirit, the angel said, is going to come upon you, which means the Holy Spirit is going to help you with this process. However it happened, we don't know, and we don't have to know or understand it, but it did. And Mary conceived a child that was our Savior, Jesus Christ. And what that taught me, guys, was my question that I asked the Lord, how am I supposed to do this? The Holy Spirit is coming upon me and he is doing the work. I don't understand it. I can't tell by my eyes or by my ears. But I know that it's going to be done well. I may not have anything to do with it. As a matter of fact, I don't. I have to take my hands completely off. The only part I have right now is to finish my protocol. That's my only part. And there are a lot of times when I feel like, well, maybe I look like I don't care because I'm not reaching out and I'm not, you know, doing this and doing that. All the things that I used to do when I was outside of my role. But God is saying, don't don't worry about that. Leave it completely to me and I will take care of it. Mary, at the end of that dialogue with the angel, all she said was, let it be as you say. Guys, it's the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my entire life. The hardest thing to say, let it be as you will. But that was the biggest point of surrender that a person could ever reach to. That's what Mary accomplished, surrender. And that's what I'm learning to do. Today, if there is something in your life, a relationship falling apart, a job being lost, a loved one dying from an illness, and you just feel like you need to do all the things to stop it, pause, let it be as he wills. I promise you, if you align your life with God's truth and you trust him with your entire being, not easy to do, but worth it, he will direct your path and you will not be ashamed. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of The Surrendered Walk my journey as I surrender in difficulty and in joy. I pray that you were blessed by this episode and I hope to see you again 
next week. May the Lord watch between us while we absent one from the other. And throughout this week, please remain surrendered. Hi, beloved. It's Mo here. Just wanted to take a moment to say thank you for listening. And to remind you that you can always find me over at The Surrendered Walk on Instagram. And you are welcome to drop me a note at thesurrenderedwalk at gmail.com. Until next episode, may the Lord watch between us while we're absent one from the other. Be blessed and remain what? You guessed it. Surrendered. Thank you.